Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is one part of an 11-part series that I'll be releasing between June 5th and June 7th called the Paradise Pack Sessions. So if you're listening to this and you want more, there's plenty of other ones that just came out as well. So what are the Paradise Pack Sessions? On June 3rd, I was lucky enough to co-host an incredible event that we called the Paradise Pack Livecast Party. It was a six-hour live streaming video session that we broadcast on Google Hangouts and on YouTube, which some of you may have attended, in which I interviewed 11 of the world's foremost experts on travel, location independence, and lifestyle entrepreneurship. We had hundreds of people tune in from all over the world. Some of the contributors and people who got interviewed came from Armenia, from Australia, all over the US. And we not only got to pick the brains of these people, but we also got to ask them some of the questions that viewers submitted. And no, during that entire six-hour time that I was on there live streaming, I did not go to the bathroom. I don't know how I pulled that off, but it worked. And we loved it so much. We had so much fun, and there was so much amazing content that we decided to pull out the audio, make it into a podcast series so that you could listen to it in case that you missed the actual event. So each and every one of these guests is a contributor to this year's Paradise Pack, and the combined value of the Paradise Pack is over 2000 We have gotten people to put in the best resources around the world that are going to help you live, travel, and work anywhere in the world. So if you haven't got your Paradise Pack yet, the sale ends on Sunday, June 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. And once it's gone, it is gone forever. You will never get the chance to get this Paradise Pack again. So please, if you're listening to this while driving or you're at the gym or you're doing something where you can't purchase it right away, make sure to quickly stop right now, set an alarm to remind yourself. I don't want anyone who is interested to miss out on this incredible group of resources. I am very proud of this. I'm proud to say that this is one of the best things that I've ever helped create. But once the clock strikes midnight on June 7th, it is gone. So again, set an alarm on your phone, or if you can, head to theparadisepack.com right now. Check it out. Pick up your copy. All right. Enjoy the show. Hi, Sherry. Hi. <laughs> I, I know you and Travis know each other, but it's our first time meeting, so it's a pleasure to meet you. Good to meet you. I'm glad I figured out how to join this. <laughs> yeah, and actually, guys, Sherry is coming from us right down the road. We're in Boulder, Colorado. She's just in Denver. We wanted to try to actually do it physically in the same spot, but we knew we'd be tied up all day today. But pretty cool. We're right down the road from each other. Yeah, I, I miss a microphone, though. I want a microphone. And I could like, break out into song. You were told us a little bit of game show hosty, but I don't know. We, we like good audio. We're podcasters, so we really geek out on audio, so we want to make sure everybody has a good experience. Uh, you it. mentioned Jasper coming on a little bit, which means I think I actually have to take the first bathroom break. Go of for this, it. So. Go. The first <laughs> I sure I hope you're not offended. It's uh, I will be back in literally two minutes. But uh, The first person who had to take a bathroom break has to do 20 push-ups as well. Oh, I like so, that. Go to the bathroom and then do your push-ups, Jason. So guys, <laughs> thank you so much for staying with us. We've been on now, I don't even know, three and a half, four hours. Really excited to have Sherry Ott on. Sherry and I had the pleasure of meeting last summer, actually, at, at Sean Keener's house. We'll be coming on later from Boots and All. And um, Sherry, you just have a really awesome 
story that's different than a lot of the other people who have come on because you, you had a, a really great job and I'm going to let you speak that, but it's really neat to have you here because you did things a lot differently. And now you're trying to say, Hey, I did it. Here's how you can do it as well. So if you want to just fill people in on kind of your background and then we'll get into how people can emulate what you did. Sure. Um, gosh, I didn't think it was that different, but maybe it was. Um, I guess different from me. You yeah, had a real job that was important. A real job. Yes, I did have a real job. I had a real career. Um, so basically, I was working in uh, corporate IT, uh, doing IT project management and so on for 14 years in various large, large organizations and had traveled all over the U.S. and lived all over the U.S. Um, to further my career. And then I hit 36 years old and just decided, you know what, I'm tired of this and I need a break. And there was never enough vacation time. And I wanted to climb Kilimanjaro and do all this stuff and see my sister in Singapore. And I never had enough vacation time to do that. And I didn't want to wait until I was retired because the chance of me actually being able to climb Kilimanjaro at 60 some years old, I wasn't sure that that was going to be possible. So this was a chance for me to really kind of also reevaluate what I wanted to do in life. I wasn't thrilled with my career. I was really good at it. Um, and I could have kept doing it. It was a dream job for most people in New York, I'm sure. But um, for me, it was a career that kind of chose me uh, instead of me choosing it. So I needed time away. So I quit and uh, I took off on what was supposed to be a year long career break to go around the world. And so I was 36. And let me just tell you, I wasn't a good traveler. Like I didn't, I wasn't an expert traveler, I should say. I didn't get my first passport until I was 30. So hadn't been out of the country that often, had never stayed in hostels, had never done independent long-term travel. Um, the word career break was not in anyone's vocabulary, um, nor was the word blog in 2006. <laughs> so uh, I took it off. I created this little website that was hosted on Boots and All um, just to keep my family and friends advised. And I took off and started doing everything I wanted to do. I climbed Kilimanjaro, sort of. I actually had to go down on the last day. Um, but, and that's what it started as. From there, it evolved. Within the first three months, I decided I can't go back to my old life. <laughs> I'm surprised it took you three months. That was pretty good, I thought. That was in New Zealand. I still remember the day exactly. Um, <laughs> and I just decided, I knew I couldn't go back. I didn't want to go back. That I wanted to figure out a way that I could stay traveling. So this was basically late 2006. I had no answers to that question, though. So um, I just kept going until I came up with an answer, and that answer was teaching ESL. <laughs> um, I came back to New York. I sold everything I owned. I went to go live in Vietnam and teach ESL. And I kept on writing on this little blog, and by then I had um, moved it to my own hosted site. I had learned enough about it. And it kind of went from there. At the same time, I had met um, a couple of other people that were kind of in my same situation, my age group, etc. And we started another website called New Plan Go, which was going to be a resource for Americans for career break travel. Because when I was planning my career break, originally, there were no resources whatsoever. Um, a few from the UK, but I felt like it was really important that uh, we build something that was American-centric because our view of American corporate jobs or our career is very different than in the UK or Australia or wherever. And so, um, you know, the idea of 
quitting your job and taking a break was pretty foreign to Americans. And so I wanted to really address it from that side. Um, so back in 2008, basically, we started Meet Plan Go. Oxworld.com, my blog, was kind of taking off. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing with it. And from there, from that point on, I've been traveling and on the move. And each one has grown in different ways, um, completely different ways. My, you know, what I do changes every day, it seems like. And I still have a lot of different things going on all the time. But I've managed, shorts, try to summarize this, I've managed to basically stay on the road for coming up on nine years now. Um, wow. Yeah. So, and, and when I say stay on the road, I mean on the road. I don't have a home. I don't have a home base. Everyone asks me, they're like, wait a minute, but you live somewhere, right? Like, no, I don't live anywhere. And I haven't. Um, and yeah, I have a storage unit in New York City that I stop in now every so often and get changes of clothes and, and gear that I need because I do a lot of freelance writing. Yeah, it's crazy because Sherry's one of the only people that when she tells me her travel itinerary, even I get tired. You know, I, I always advocate this slow travel. And then I say, do as I say, not as I do, because then I end up bumping around. But I hear your travel itinerary and I'm just, you know, I just can't even believe it. I'm like, wow, Sherry, you have to slow down. I, I need to tell myself that. But you just do some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. And I want to talk about the travel aspect for sure. But before that, I, I want to go back to the idea of career break because... Yeah. It doesn't exist in the American working lexicon, really. In other countries, you know, they, they, it does exist. Like people get it. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going away for four or five months. I'm taking an extended trip. You know, we'd meet, you meet Aussies on the road and you wonder, like, when do you guys even work? Does anyone work? <laughs> but in America, there's no such thing as a career break. It's, it's a week or two vacation. And that's that. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how people can go about having a career break. Cause not everyone wants to leave their job indefinitely and travel. We get that. So if someone's in there and they're like, yeah, I like what I'm doing, but I just, I, I want to see some things. I don't want to do it when I'm 65. Like you said, how can they go about doing something like that? Well, one of the best things to do is come to one of our events first. <laughs> no, I mean, so we have a website that basically helps people get through uh, the stages of a career break, basically. And that first one is really the contemplating. And that's where you're going, wait a minute, I'm going to quit my job to go travel. And what's that going to do to my career? And what's that going to do to my, my relationships? And what am I going to do with my house and my dog and my car and all of that? And how in the world am I going to afford it? And so it's immediately the first step is kind of like, here's all the hurdles. So the first step is to get over those hurdles. And that's some of the stuff that we try to do. I think one of the most important things you can do to get over those hurdles is to um, surround yourself by people that have done it. And so that's kind of how we, we came up with the new plan go events um, and some of the classes and stuff that we've done so that we can try to get people introduced to other people who've done it that can be kind of the cheerleaders to get them over all these hurdles and fears of taking off and potentially ruining their career. Um, uh, so that's really the first step. And then it kind of, once they get over that, then they go into the planning stage, right? Uh, which is massive because then you just sit there with a huge map and go, Oh my God, how do I want to do this? Right? And, and it's hard. And the planning stage also includes those things like, okay, I've decided I'm going to go, but I have this house or this mortgage or this uh, apartment or dog. And how do I, how do I plan to kind of put my adult life on hold? Um, and that's a big hurdle because we as Americans, we acquire a lot of stuff. 
it doesn't take as long <laughs> and a lot of things to keep us busy. And so to put all that stuff on hold is a, quite a daunting task. So we have some checklists and things like that. And we have a lot of information and advice on how you can go about renting out your home or, you know, even lots of people sell it, et cetera, how you can save money. Um, the next step is really then being on the road. Uh, and then there's all kinds of tips and tricks around being on the road, right? Like how do you get the most out of your experience? How do you make a purposeful itinerary so that it is meaningful when you come back and look for a job and um, can really kind of enhance your resume basically and make you stand out. And it's not that you're going to go to like full moon parties for a year. It's, you know, how do you do purposeful itineraries that can help your career or maybe help you decide to make decisions for your career. Like for me, when I left, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm hoping I come up with an answer. (laughs) So I tried out different things too. Um, And then the last stage is really how do you reenter into the workforce? So that's the, um, and the reenter into the workforce is really, that's quite complicated because it's, it's really, how do you take that, all those travel experiences and put them and market them back into your job hunt. Um, and, and it's that's probably one of my favorite parts, though, because it's kind of fun to see people go through that. And, and all the time, people come back and go, wow, you know what? It made me stand out as opposed to it hurt me. I've never really had anyone come back and say it hurt me, but I've had more people come back and say, I stood out. I think especially nowadays, because jobs are so competitive, no matter what market you're in, there, there's a lot of competition nowadays. And so for me, you know, I was teaching and I left and I went and I lived in Switzerland for four months. And then I went, came back to getting teaching jobs. And everyone's like, you can't get a teaching job in, Northeast, <laughs> in the Northeast. It's impossible. Can't believe you left a full-time job doing it, blah, blah, blah. I go into my first interview and they, they start out, they're like, oh, so what have you been doing lately? Like we see you taught and then you took off for like a year and I had International Baseball Federation on there. And all they did was ask me about my experience mm-hmm. for like an hour. Like, wait, you drove baseballs to Germany? And like, how cool was that? No, you went to October, <laughs> but it was like me telling a story for an hour. And I walked out and they called me a minute later. And like, if you want a job, you're hired. We're not even yeah. interviewing anyone else. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I didn't even have to. It's just it, you stand out. You're interesting. And they yeah. must get floods of resumes and people who have all done the same thing and all be in this thing. So if you can take that and use it to your advantage. I tell people that story all the time. I'm like, it's not going to hurt you if you do it right. It's going to boost you to the top of that pile. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think when you do go into it, when you're planning that itinerary, like from the beginning, those four stages, right? From the beginning, you need to have that job hunt in mind still. Like, I I do think it's a good idea because what you're doing is you're starting to build your story of why. You know, one of the first things we talk about in the the book and so on is to understand your why. Why are you going? Why do you want to do this? And once you can start to answer those questions, now you're building the whole story for when you do actually come back that you're going to have to answer these questions and why you chose to do some of the things you did on your itinerary, et cetera, that helped you grow in whatever. So it is important to kind of go into it with some planning and some forethought. Yeah, and I love the idea of a career break. Like we, we talk a lot about location independence and running a business from anywhere in the world. That's a huge part of the Paradise Pack. But also, there may be a time or maybe it's the time in your life right now where maybe you just want to come back and you do like love your job or you love your career and you want to work for somebody else. And that's okay. We're, another way to mix in travel is just take a break and be able to pick up and resume. But you mentioned all those fears around that. And I know we talked about some of them already, which is like, hey, people 
it, this is going to be a big gap and then people might not relate to this. What are uh, a couple of the other like most common fears? And then what's the advice you give to people to like sort of counter that? Well, the first one, and I'm sure people have probably been talking about this because everyone has this, is money. They think it's going to cost way too much money. Yeah. Like, and, and part of the problem there is, you know, they, they take what they normally spend on a regular vacation a week or two, right? They go to the Bahamas or something. And then they extrapolate that over a year. And they're like, no way can I save this kind of money or you must be rich or whatever, right? But it doesn't work like that. And that's one of the things we try to teach people. And, and um, it's really about the fact that, you know, that's travel or that's vacation. And what we're talking about is travel. And travel is different because when you do rent out your home or sell your home or whatever, you don't have a mortgage. You're not paying insurance. I'm not paying for internet ever, really. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of expenses that go away. And we have some of these great little um, Excel spreadsheets in the class that kind of show like, here's typical monthly expenses that you have when you live and work. And here, these all go away when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I always <laughs> I joke around a lot about the fact that like, I haven't had to buy a roll of toilet paper for like eight years or cleaning supplies because I don't have a home. I'm on the road. Yeah. It costs money to be in hotels or Airbnb or whatever, but like those expenses go away and and you learn to live really frugally. And so I think that's one of the first things to really try to get people's mindset to change about travel versus vacation. Do you think people struggle with downsizing and minimalism? You know what? I think most people secretly want to downsize. (laughs) <laughs> I really do. Um, and, and I should say even more so than like the people who are people who are career breaks appeal to this whole idea of like escaping and seeing the world for a bit. Um, they are the people I think that probably are more apt to be like, hey, you know what? We can downsize. We need to simplify. And I will say one of the biggest benefits, strangely, in a weird way uh, of taking a career break and downsizing a little bit and being gone is you know, when I started my career break, I used to think I needed X amount to retire and survive. Um, and that was based on my lifestyle in New York and what I was used to doing and, and so on. Once I started traveling, I've learned how to really simplify, right? Everyone does. You do. Um, you learn how to simplify things. You learn that you don't need as much, etc. And what that basically equates to is like, I know that I can live with less and the amount that I need to save for retirement now is much less than I ever thought I needed to, which is weird, but it, it's, it is something, at least that's what happened to me. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. You realize how to live with less yeah, and people want to learn that. Sure. I, I think one of the repetitive themes throughout this live cast is the other idea of, okay, you take a career break and then you go on the road you don't know what's going to come out of that and how it's going to change your life. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to come back some changed in some way, right? Yeah. Could that lead to, I, I think it's easy to focus on like the things you're going to lose, right? So you're like, I'm giving up my career. I'm giving up my paycheck. But like, you don't know what the things you're going to gain. Maybe you're exactly. doubling your paycheck when you come back or oh, you're totally. obviously you're going to live all these amazing experiences. You're going to expand your network in different ways. It's just, there are a lot of positive things. It's just, those are the hard intangible things to, to, to know because you can't know them. You don't. You're right. And and it's one of kind of back to that whole fear and hurdle thing. One of the other big, big fears is that um, you know, everything's gonna go wrong. It's not safe. Like everyone sits there and they worry about everything that can go wrong when they do something like this, whether it's a career break or just travel or whatever. 
or maybe even taking off and following your dream, doing location independent stuff. But I think I always tell people, if you're going to devote X amount of time to worrying about everything that's going wrong, then you need to devote that same amount of time to dreaming about what can go right. Because Hmm. then you kind of do yourself a favor because then it's a little bit more even, right? I could have never predicted all the things that were going to go right. Um, Never, ever in my wildest dreams. Um, But I think it's important that if you're going to worry, you also need to set aside time to dream Mm -hmm. and think about like, hey, I could, yeah, I could make a connection and find this dream job or I could, I don't know, you know. Learn how to speak Italian and stay in Italy. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. We don't know. That's the point. Like you yeah. don't know until it happens. But if you worry about the things you're going to lose, you're never going to know because you're never gonna going go. to do it. And that's what's so amazing about it is you you don't know. You jump in and you do it. And all of a sudden, these things happen. Like, would I ever imagine that I would be sitting here live mm-hmm. casting for six hours with Jason, who I didn't know <laughs> two years ago, and oh, all wow. these amazing people like that would never how would anyone imagine that they wouldn't but like you just kind of take these steps and all of a sudden it's like wow my life is so different and 99 percent of the people i talk to who either take a career break or travel even if it's not super long term they just go on a trip they come back and they're like that was really cool and they all have different reasons why it was cool Mm -hmm. but everyone thinks it's cool and it's changed them in some way and i think that just that's the power of traveling and kind of taking hold of your life again yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love uh, that bit of advice. Just telling you, you have to focus on, you know, the things that you can gain too. I mean, that's like an actionable mindset strategy, which is really interesting. Uh, another question I think is is nice to ask yourself sometimes when you're struggling with the unknown is like, what if this works out exactly the way I want it to? <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah, and it totally changes the fear and just flips everything upside down. And um, I, obviously you're doing that with your work and, uh, and your advice in this book as part of the Paradise Pack. And I, I think it's, it's really, we really appreciate it. And I know um, a lot of these strategies and ideas can be translated to you know, career breaks or maybe even some other things. All kinds of stuff. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about how you travel because you've got a lot of fans here in the chat. People, well... <laughs> Someone, this is the first time we've heard on the chat so far. They have your site as their homepage. So every time they sign in, your That's site's the first one that comes up. That is heartwarming. Wow. Yeah, so we've got a lot, a lot of great things in the is chat. That my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's nice. Um, a lot of great people in the chat. We also have people who are contributors before and have come on already sticking in the chat. So if you guys have questions, feel free to to ask in there. But one of the questions that we're getting here is, you know, how what does your travel life look like? Because you touched on the fact that you hadn't when you went away the first time, you weren't a good traveler. Now you travel. You're, you're, well, you're a professional traveler. You really are. And um, so talk a little bit about how you how you travel, where you stay, how you save money on the road, like some of your best tips for that. Oh boy, oh boy, that's a big one because it's my life. Um, uh, well, let me okay. Let me first start. You might have to keep me on track here. <laughs> um, let me first start with like so a typical year now. Well, let me back up. I run, meet, plan, go. So there's that aspect of things that I'm kind of keeping going while I'm on the road, keeping the website going. I've got volunteers all over the U.S. that help do meetups, that we organize events, and, and so on and so forth, and we create products every so often. So there's that. Um, And then there's Oxworld, which is kind of my platform for all the other stuff I do. Um, 
it's a blog. It's been, I mean, if you can go back to July of 2006 and find my first post about how I was terrified about leaving, like, and it's really, really bad writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> so it's been around for a long time. Um, and from that, I also do photography and freelance writing and social media consulting and marketing and all kinds of stuff, right? So a typical year for me, um, for the last few years, it's been evolving because when you're in it this long, what happened was I've kind of been able to sit in and survive basically through budgets changing from print media to, or from print basically into digital. And um, so I've seen the whole change of like, no one used to talk to me. No one cared who the hell I was, um, my little blog, etc. to now I basically get, asked to go on all kinds of trips, to do press trips. I get hired to be on social media trips. Um, I get hired to write and I sell photography back to destinations. So that's kind of big overarching of how I'm making money, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, But a typical year then for me is I am not in one place uh, for probably more than two weeks at a time. And it's mostly, honestly, it's about four or five days now. Um, and then I move on to something else. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't <laughs> sleep incredible. a lot. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know how many places I've been this year already. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but, but it really does. It's a combination of different things. So for example, I started my year this year um, in Alberta, Canada, and I did a blogger in residence program with them. Um, where I did, I cover a lot of adventure travel. And so I was blogging about it. I'll be pitching out freelance articles about it. Um, I did live social media on it. Uh, and that was, you know, a project that I was, I was hired to do. Um, oh, I think I went to Australia. Are you yeah. staying in hotels, Airbnb, hostels? It depends. So when I'm on a project or a press trip, it's, Hotels, typically. Hotels or apartments. Press trips are always hotels. Um, this longer one, like Alberta, was a, was a condo, which was great. Um, when I'm on my own, my own dime, uh, it's as cheap as I could go. So it's Airbnb, friends places. I'm staying in a friend's place right now in Denver. Um, family, whoever will take me in. But I've got friends around the world, so that helps. <laughs> so I'm cheap on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a great question here, Sherry, that I, I want to get to real quick because it's about friends and family. And this oh, is yeah. not one that we've asked, asked, asked any guests yet it's from rudiments of gruel. Awesome name. But ah. um, my wife asked, <laughs> how do you maintain healthy relationship with friends and especially relatives who don't understand what you're doing and maybe have some resentment toward your endless vacation lifestyle in, in quotes? Um, that's a great question. What, what do you do? Well, you know, I think my family understands by now and my friends that it's not an endless vacation lifestyle, right? And I do think it's important to let people know that, like, I'm working when I'm on the road. This isn't, even though if you just look on social media, it looks like I'm gallivanting around the world. <laughs> but I'm working. I didn't go to bed until 1.30 last night and I got up at 6. So I was doing work. I was writing posts, you know. So... I think it is important to let people know that it's, you know, it's fun. It's great, but this is also a job for me. Um, as far as how I stay in touch, uh, you know, I will say I've been doing this now for so long. My friends and family, it's just kind of like, it's normal now. 
I'm, I'm the normal friend, Sherry, that is never, you know, that is nomadic. Um, but in the beginning, it was a little harder. Uh, in the beginning, though, we didn't have Skype and all that stuff either. <laughs> um, but really now, it's a matter of, like, making sure that I'm Skyping with, with family um, on a regular basis. And my parents are older. They're in their upper 70s. So I had to teach them how to use all of that. Um, and they do it. And that's how we stay in touch. Um, a lot of stuff recently, it seems like, you know, it's really, you have to make a point to stay in touch with people. And that's more than just blasting out your email or your newsletter. Like if these are important people in your life, you need to set up Skype dates or, you know, stay in touch texting or whatever that is. Like what I realize is that my friends and family aren't even reading my blog anymore, mostly because I've been doing it so long. So it's up to me. So I can't assume that they're just sitting there reading and knowing what I'm doing. It's up to me to maintain those relationships. And I've got to set aside time to do that. Um, And that's important to me. Yeah. So take just basically taking the effort to actually spend the time to keep those connections and using technology uh, as a tool to do that. And there were a couple of years where honestly, I didn't do that. And things kind of fell apart for Mm. me mentally too. Like it's like, I felt really out of touch and isolated and so on. And since then I've made much more of an effort to make sure that I am Skyping with dear friends and friends that have nothing to do with this travel world or whatever, like people who can ground me, who know who I am, et cetera. So, yeah, I, there were a couple other things before we let you go. First of all, I think it's important that we've talked a lot about, you know, you've rattled off all these different things you do. And you're incredibly multi-talented and a casting guru asked for the 30 second elevator pitch when someone asks you, what do you do for a living? And this is always something <laughs> I, I can't wait to with. hear this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have a flippant answer where I say um, I uh, my job is to make people wish they were somewhere else. <laughs> that's great that's under five seconds I yeah think. <laughs> and, it, and essentially really that's yeah that wraps it up pretty well <laughs> um one thing we haven't talked about too much is just how the world's changed in the economy and and just how much stuff has changed over the last even just couple years how many people are trending towards freelancing how important is it to have this diverse skill set I think personally, if you're, I I think it's required to survive. Like I know very, very few people who are just a blogger and making a living off of blogging. Very few people. Hmm. Um, Like we have to do a little bit of everything. And, you know, I think one of the key elements is you've got to be creative. You've got to be energetic and you cannot be afraid to go out and pitch yourself or your ideas, or whatever. And that's normally what trips a lot of people up. They don't like to go out and pitch. And you know what? If you don't pitch, you're not going to get work. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and this is where, um, you know, just developing the skill set and then actually taking action on it and pushing on the things that maybe you don't want to do uh, because it just it, it'll make you a little bit better every day. And I never had these, like, I never had to pitch anything in my old job in IT. So I didn't know... I didn't even know these skills were in me until I started traveling. And I think that's a lot of the stuff. I think when you can kind of step away from that day-to-day routine and get out there and start seeing new things, you begin to get out of your box of like, I thought I was just an IP project manager and that I couldn't do anything else. Like I really didn't, I didn't even think I could be a project manager for another industry, you know, like, and once I started traveling, it was like the whole world opened up to me. Part of it was because it kind of had to, because I wanted to stay on the road and I had to figure out a way to do it. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's amazing once you learn once you're you're out there, and you do have to do a lot of different things. I know very few people who do just one thing. <laughs> yeah, we got one last question. This is going to be the hardest question we ask you. Oh. Comes from someone named S. E. Keener. Oh no! How long will you keep traveling? Do you see a home for yourself one day? I hate it when he asks these questions. <laughs> Well done, Sean. <laughs> Sean and Sherry, very, very good friends. But that is a good question. That I, you know, because a lot of people are wondering, like, is it sustainable? Do you feel it's sustainable? Do you want to stop? Do you not want to stop? It's a hard question, but what are you thinking right now? Well, um, is it sustainable? Uh, I don't think forever and ever, no. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's very hard. And I've gone through a lot, you know, it, I'm going to be coming up on year 10 here pretty quickly. And there's a part of me that's like, you know, that type A competitive person that wants to go like, I want to make it 10 years on the road without a home. Cause I think that would be really freaking cool. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's, um, it is really hard. Uh, I would like to have a home base. Um, but I'm plagued with the problem of I can never decide where mm. because I've been to many places and I'm so used to moving. Um, I don't know where I would stop is part of my problem. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally but, relate to this. 100%. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I want hangers and I want to be able to like hang stuff up and leave stuff on counters. I'm the eternal guest. I mean, so you never have really your own space or your own office. Yes. You, or anything. It's just a different way of living. Yeah. And it's fun and it's possible. I think everyone has their own tolerance limit. I've known a lot of people who have quit before I did, which is fine. You know, you have to. Um, but yeah, there is a limit, I think. I do. Especially solo, too. I will say that. You know, I don't know how that actually, you know, I, Travis, I know that you travel as a couple. Um, I don't know how that may affect it differently. But as a solo traveler, it can get pretty isolated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think throughout this whole live cast event, it's been so great because everybody's just so honest with their lifestyle and the way it is. And there's pros and cons with anything you do in life. And I do think if you have a love of travel and you want to do it more of it, it's, you know, you're, they're going to be bumps in the road when you live that lifestyle, but that's totally okay. I mean, I think the benefits far outweigh the negatives. I don't know. I'm sure you would agree. And I know Travis would agree as well. And, um, just really appreciate uh, the work that you're doing to help people kind of d do these career breaks and get over these things. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we just brought on the cleaner next, the one who wanted to know if uh, you're going to keep traveling. So, um, Sean Keener, founder of Bootsall, is going to hop in now. Sherry, you, you can say thanks to Sean for uh, getting you to. Oh, uh, Sean, spot. you know I love you. <laughs> thanks. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Guys, if you are listening and you want to do a career break, any anything like that, any type of break where you think you're going to come back, Sherry has an awesome resource in the Paradise Pack um, from Meet Plan Go, which is which is also the site that she helps run. So thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you. We can uh, meet up tomorrow. Yeah, get up to Boulder, Sherry. I, I know, I need to. I'm going to the mountains to hike. Yay. All right. Yeah, come <laughs> on up. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sherry. Take care. <laughs>
If you like this show, guys, and you want more Paradise Pack sessions, don't forget there's 10 more of those where this came from. So you can get them on iTunes. You can get them on Stitcher. However you're listening to this, you can find the other Paradise Pack session episodes. Listen to me and Jason get to interview and ask questions of some of the world's foremost experts. All of these people are contributors to this year's Paradise Pack. So if you haven't yet and you want to pick up your very own Paradise Pack, head to www.theparadisepack.com. And again, if you're listening on a phone and you're doing something where you can't go online right now, make sure to set an alarm because June 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time, the sale will end and you'll never be able to get it again. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you for all the support for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And as always, happy free travels. I'll show you-